This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Most notable names in the MLB and all around sports every week. Brett Boone, it is always a pleasure to be joined by you on our show. How are you, my friend? Good. How you doing? Good. All so right, Brett. I'm going to be honest with you. This, this is just me, Brett. I'm just saying this. I, oh, no. I expect I expect honesty. Okay. Well, here comes the honesty. Tito's out next year, man. If yeah. your brother doesn't like what's going on in New York, come on back. We want AB back in Cleveland. I do. And Brett, if you need a gig, I'm sure he'll hire you. So if you if you want to quit doing all the talking and get back on the field, where I think you were excellent as a player, and I think you'd be outstanding as a coach, I say bring the Boons back to Cleveland. What do you think? That is funny. Um, interesting. You know, everything going on with, with all the Tito talk and, you know, he hasn't made it official, but, uh, you know, Tito, right. What a great career. If, if he ends up stepping aside, as far as Aaron, um, I think, you know, I, I, I hear this talk every day in New York. You hear everybody, Oh, Cashman's got to go. Aaron's got to go. And it, and it's, that's New York, and it's what happens every year if you don't win the World Series uh, as a part of that Yankees organization. I think Aaron's going nowhere. I mean, that's just my opinion. You never know. We'll see what happens this offseason. It's definitely been a uh, disappointing year, top to bottom, for that organization. But um, we'll, we'll see. We'll let it play out. Uh, it's always interesting to, to hear the talk about this time of the season, who's, who's on the hot seat, who's not. Uh, as far as me going back on the field, I, that's something that I'm going to be open to. You know, right. I, I haven't talked. I haven't talked about it seriously. I don't know how good I'd be as a number two to my brother. Um, that being said, may, maybe one day uh, I will get back on the field and, and do it. I'd like to manage. You know, I don't know. I don't know about coaching. I, you know, I, I did the coaching thing at Oakland, uh, 2014 and 15. Actually, really enjoyed it. But I did it at the minor league level, kind of as a as a roving instructor. And I really, I really enjoyed it at the, at the lower levels, getting those kids um, at the A ball level and, and seeing that talent. I, I got the chance to work with Max Muncie and, and Olsen, who's thriving now with the, with the Atlanta Braves, that whole crew, mm. Chapman, uh, the Toronto third baseman. That was my group in 14 and 15 in Oakland. I, re- I really enjoyed watching these kids go from A ball to double A and start to learn the process and, and slowly become big leaguers. So I, I enjoy that. We'll see. That might be in my future one day, but right now we're just doing podcasts. All right. Well, I'll, I, I would entertain either of the Boons if they want to come back here. I know Aaron's still in New York, but you tell AB, I told him I would pick him or you up at the airport and drive you wherever you guys need to go. If you, you want to come you know, to Cleveland. It's like Cincinnati, just 10 degrees colder. Yeah. Well, you know that already. I mean, <laughs> 
I, I loved coming to Cleveland as a player. I really did. I loved it. And and that's back when I, I was for I was there for those days of you know it was brand new. It was Jacobs Field and it was rocking and and had some great teams back then. But uh, yeah, I always enjoyed my time in Cleveland. Yeah, we didn't we didn't really like you back then. We love having you on the radio, but man, when you'd step up to the plate, I'm like, oh, here comes Boone again. Damn. <laughs> He's going to do something to us that's going to hurt us. Okay. So, Brett, what's it like playing in a clubhouse when your manager has basically all but come out and said, I'm done at the end of the season, or you see the writing on the wall? Well, it's really not a big deal. I mean, you still got to be a professional. You got to come to the ballpark every day, and you got to take care of business at hand. And it's in – you've got five left with the Minnesota Twins. I, I don't see the Minnesota Twins as being this great team. They can pitch. They can pitch, but so can Cleveland. And for my for my two cents, I think Cleveland can pitch a little more than Minnesota. But right now, kind of your destiny's in your own head. It doesn't look good. You lost one last night. You're seven games out. Uh, you got five left to play with Minnesota. And as a, from a player's standpoint, nobody's – you know, if they think uh, Tito's going to step aside at the end of the season, that doesn't disrupt what ha- – you know, the task at hand right now, and that's finishing the season and giving yourself a chance – Normally, you look at this equation, seven games out, five games left with Minnesota, which you can control. doesn't look good for you on uh-huh. paper. But I said that I said that at the All-Star break with, with the Seattle Mariners. You know, I'm sitting there looking at the Mariner team, and, yeah, they'd like to be hosting the All-Star game in Seattle. I wish it was a little bit of a better situation right now. I think at the time they were 10 games out. And all of a sudden, they're in first place in the division. I never thought that division was was even possible with Texas and Houston being in front of them at the time. Uh, and all of a sudden, they're in first place. So things can happen. They, they've been on an unbelievable run. I don't want to compare Cleveland to, to Seattle. They've won 19 out of their last 23 or something ridiculous. Cleveland's going to have to go on that type of run. And I'm not saying 19 to 23, but I'm talking about an, an 8 out of 9. Uh, a 12 out of 15. They have one they sweep all year, Brett. Like I want to, right, everything you're right. saying I'm buying, but man, you go back and look at the track you're record right. for this year. You can't do it. It's all right. It, it, right. It doesn't look like it's in the cards this year for this particular group of guys on the field this year. I, I agree with you. Uh, but then again, I didn't think Seattle had it last couple of years. They made a late push. Yeah. One of the years they snuck into the postseason. One of the years they didn't all of a sudden this late push came a little earlier than normal. And, and they're, they put themselves in position. I agree with you. I, I, I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can for the city of Cleveland, but you're right. The writing's kind of on the wall. I would be flabbergasted if this Cleveland made a run and overtook the Twins as we as we get through this final month of the season. Even if they would have caught a break going yeah. into this Minnesota series with you know because the, the Rangers beat the Twins in extra innings, and let's just say because and the Guardians took two out of three from Toronto, so we're like, okay, well maybe maybe. But the fact that um, that Texas didn't beat Minnesota the other night, where they could have been five games back going into the six of nine against Minnesota, that just—I I mean, I—the I, white flag has felt like it's been up since the trade deadline. But I—I I wasn't willing to put it away. And the other day, it just kind of felt like that. Brett, who do you like in the American League right now? Who do you like? American League. I mean, you got to look at Baltimore. Uh, Seattle is making as much noise as you can imagine. Texas, they, they just, I mean, they, I think they're one and nine, their last 10. Like uh, what happened to them? Dan and I were talking about that before. We're like, man, Rangers, Moneyball, you could have helped us out. 
Right, but Evalde coming back, Scherzer, Evalde, it's pretty formidable one-two come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Astros, nobody's been talking about them all year. They're just kind of hanging there right now. You know, one game back in the division. Seattle's as hot as they come. And I look at Seattle's starting rotation. They're as good as anybody in the game. They're as good as anybody in the game, one through four. So they're going to be formidable down the stretch. But for me, uh Toronto still, I haven't given up on Toronto. I haven't given up on Tampa Bay. It seems like they just dodge bullet after bullet. Their, their, their ace, McClanahan, goes down. Obviously, Wander Franco having all that turmoil in Tampa Bay. They still got one of the best, best records in baseball. I know they got off to that unbelievable start, and they, you know, they kind of leveled out. Everybody does. But they're going to be tough. Baltimore, for me, love the story, love everything about it. They're 82 and 49. I don't think they're good enough come postseason. I don't think they're good enough, and I don't think they have the experience to weather that postseason. I like Seattle. I like Toronto. I like Toronto because that offense is is as formidable as anybody, but they pitch as well. I always go to pitching, no matter what. I don't care how good your offense is. If you pitch, you've got a chance. If you don't pitch, you've got no chance. Toronto's one of the one of the best staffs in the American League. And then you look over on the National League, it's like, who wants to face Atlanta? One of the best teams in the last, for me, last 10 or 15 years. Brett Boone, Odyssey Sports, MLB Insider, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, I have to ask you the sad Shohei Otani questions. I'm so bummed. The torn UCL, like, just broke my heart. Like, I feel like all of baseball communal just went, oh, <laughs> would that happen? It's- Joey Otani, I'm, you won't find a bigger fan of him than me. Uh, you, to the point, you, you kind of feel stupid after a while. You've talked about him so much. But what he's doing is so unbelievable. Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, with the UCL uh, still having an unbelievable season offense. He's going to win the MVP hands down. Should have won it last year. Should, this should be his third in a row. Uh, that being said, what's going to happen with Shohei? It was interesting at the break. I had Jim Bowden on breaking everything down. And I said, Jim, give me your take at this trading deadline. It was the day before, and, and they had taken Shohei off the market in, in L.A. He said, well, first thing is, the first week of the offseason, the general manager for the, for the L.A. Angels is going to be fired for not trading Shohei at the break. I said, explain. And, and he kind of broke it down. He said, I would, if I'm the general manager, I take Shohei aside. This team is not going to the postseason this year. And I said, we're going to trade you for the biggest – trade package at the deadline in the history of Major League Baseball. We're going to get a lot of great players in return. Just give us first shot at you in the offseason to come back, and your team's going to be better because of the deal we made. In the, in, in the meantime, you're going to get to go play in a contender and go to the postseason. Sounds good. And he said it at the time, and I thought, all right, pretty bold prediction. He's looking pretty good right now at what everything, everything that's transpired since. I think it's still going to be the biggest tr- contract in the history of baseball, but I think they're going to have to get – uh, they're going to have to get really creative. How do you formulate this contract? Does he pitch? Does he not pitch? Uh, it's going to be one of those eight, nine, ten-year deals, but he has the option of, of opting out in a year or two because now he's going to pitch again. So I think there's going to be a lot of – I don't know. I think people are going to have to get really creative this offseason. I think it's going to still be a huge deal, whatever it may be. We know he's not going to pitch. Uh, next year, 2024, but he's probably going to be just as strong 2025 coming back. So it's going to be interesting how they formulate that, how they formulate the contract. If you're Shohei, you're sitting there going, I was looking at $700 million. 
And now maybe I'm going to have to take 450 million, you know, with a, with an opt out where I could make 700 million long term. I don't know a guy like him. I never thought I'd see it in our lifetime. I never thought I'd see a two way player in any capacity, let alone somebody who's a starting pitcher and the middle of your lineup type guy. And he is that. The only thing for me is, and he's been doing it now for three years is it's almost too good to be true. How long can this scenario keep playing out at this level, especially? Um, and Hey, the UCL, you know, he has the injury. Well, I expected that to happen two years ago. The fact that he, he, he's doing this for so long. It's, it's for me as a general manager, as an owner, when you're talking about those big numbers that they were throwing out six, 700 million, I, I, first thing for me is I'm scared to death is how long can he keep this up? Because it's almost, it's too good to be true and, and for him to be doing at that level. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm kind of glad I'm not a general manager and I have to even get into that bargaining in the off season. Um, but I've said all along, he had the option coming over here from Japan to pretty much sign with whoever he wants. There was a reason he signed with the LA Angels. I think when it's all said and done, smoke clears, we talk about it all off season, all the offers on the table. I think he's going to go back to uh, to the Angels. That wouldn't surprise me. All right, Brett, I just don't want to let you know that uh, during the interview, I've had calls from fifteen different real estate agents to say, "Tell Brett if he comes here, you know, he's good to go. I'll help him out when he gets here." Just so you know. <laughs> I'd love it, and tell him I'll pass it on to Aaron if uh, I don't think he has any say in yeah. the matter coming back to Cleveland. I know he enjoyed his time in Cleveland, but. Uh, they got him under contract one more year, and, and we'll see how this all plays out. Yeah, we had a blast when he was here, too. Tell AB, AB wants him to come back to Cleveland. So thanks, Brett. You got it. All right, we'll talk thanks, to you soon. Guys, I appreciate it. Oh, thank right. you. Thanks, Brett. All right.